Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, April 12, 2023. Stand up for your country. So President Biden's getting worse, and it doesn't give me any joy to report that. But there is no question if you watch him yourself, you'll see it. You can see it. Okay. But behind the scenes, the White House staff knows he is in steep decline, and he's not going to get any better. He has to be supervised all the time, either by his wife or by staff members flanking him. He just can't wander off because he would wander off. Um, And we've seen that a couple of times on video. He cannot articulate thoughts without a teleprompter. He has to read. He can read and recite, but he cannot think and verbalize. And that's why he doesn't hold many press conferences. Now, this is a dangerous situation for America and for we the people. He's the leader of the free world, and the free world knows what I just told you, that he's in decline. So people like Macron, for example, under Trump, never would have gone out, as he did last week, and said, you know, Taiwan's an American problem. We're not going to get involved with that. That never would have happened had the United States um, been run by a strong president. 
But Biden, you know, when they destroy a drone over international waters in the Black Sea and the president of the United States doesn't say anything to the Russians, not a word. And then three days later, they decorate the pilots that destroyed the U.S. drone and you get nothing. That's frightening. All right. So this is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. President's in Ireland, as you know, but there's no press access to him. I've never seen this. On every foreign trip, um, there's a press conference. I mean, what are you doing and who are you talking to? No, not happening here. Um, but maybe one of the reasons it's not happening is because Hunter Biden accompanied Joe Biden to Ireland. Now, if this isn't an in-your-face to the American public, I don't know what is. Remember, Hunter Biden is under a grand jury investigation in Delaware and scrutiny in the House of Representatives. So he gets on Air Force One, he goes over with his father, and he enjoys the week-long vacation in Ireland. Well, you would assume that if there was a press conference, that might come up. It might not because of the docile White House press corps, but I think that's a, a reason. Um, the press corps itself is the corporate masters, the people they work for, they, they root for Biden. Everybody knows that. There's no two sides to this story. Everybody knows that. Um, but the press corps, the individuals themselves are getting very frustrated and they're taking it out on the White House spokesperson. Go. Is the administration trying to protect the president from our questions? Uh, please, I answer Absolutely that question. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why is the lack of any interaction in a formal setting to have a press conference? Uh, I mean, the president takes shouted questions. I, I understand, John. I understand. I understand. I have dealt with this question about three times already. I understand. It is, it is, it is uh, the job of you all to ask this question to me. Totally get that. And that's not... A problem at all, um, but certainly uh, the president many times has has stand has stood in front of all of you, has taken questions uh, on his own because he wanted uh, to see what was all on your minds. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him, and he wanted to answer them directly. That's uh, more Boulder Dash word of the day. I mean, he's afraid. The White House is afraid to put him out there because they don't know what he's going to say. And that's what's going on. So yesterday he gave a speech in Belfast. He's an hour late for the speech. An hour. Now, if you're late for any appointment without a very good reason, that's disrespectful. So if I have a date to meet somebody at a certain time and that person keeps me waiting for an hour and there's no emergency or anything like that, that's a sign of disrespect to me and to you if it happens to you. Well, an hour late and then Biden finally totters on out there. It's crazy. So let's look at the data. All right. Um, 27 months Joe Biden's been in office. He has held 24 press conferences. You see it at the bottom there. Same period of time, Barack Obama, 46, Donald Trump, 51. That's a dramatic difference. And you can make the case that there's more turbulence in the Biden administration with the inflation, the border, the foreign problems, the Ukraine war, 
And he just will not answer questions about it. It's, and I've been in this business a long time. I know what's happening. I don't have to guess or speculate. There's no other reason on this earth that Biden does not answer questions other than he cannot answer them. Mentally is not up to it. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, let's bring in somebody who may see it differently. Larry Cook is a presidential historian based in Dallas, Pennsylvania, author of the book Symbols of Patriotism, First Ladies and Daughters of the American Revolution. It was out um, in 2021. It's a good book. And uh, he joins us now. So I, I, I want to run. First of all, do you disagree with my assessment of President Biden? I, I really don't disagree with that, Bill. Uh, you know, I think more than what President Biden says, it's what he's not saying. And, uh, you know, whether it's because he can't or whether because he won't, it's because he won't. Uh, I see it as more than than what he's not saying, you know, more what he's not saying than what he's saying. You know, you know, if you have watched the uh, the series West Wing, you can see when when the president's out there, somebody's out there and the staff members are in the back uh, and afraid that he's going off script and they're they're cringing. I think about that every time that I see President Biden on TV at a, at a press conference or a press interview that that's happening in real time. All right. But certainly Donald Trump went off script uh, every second. His staff did cringe, as you rightly point out, but at least he answered what the day the question du jour was and Obama the same way. So now we have what would you as an American citizen put aside your historian credentials? What would you want to know from Biden? What would you ask him if you were sitting where I'm sitting? Well, I, w- I would really like to know more about the the situations at hand. You know, uh, I think that's what we're all thinking about. Uh, well, what what's do you going mean, the on? Economy, with, uh, Ukraine, China. What, what would be on the top of your list? 
Uh, I think I think our national security is on the top of my list anyway, and I think it is with most Americans with our our problems with China, the 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 collaboration it seems to be there with with Russia. Uh, you know, our, our economy is certainly important, but if we don't have a country, uh, we don't have to worry about the economy. All so, right. you know, he's just really not saying much about any of those things. And that's what I think he, he needs to be out there saying to go back to what you said about uh, President Trump. I think President Trump going off off uh, script is more of a strategy or definitely is a strategy where it's completely different with President Biden. OK, now, um, one of the reasons that the White House staff doesn't want Biden out there is because there are so many unresolved problems, the border, violent crime. It's just every single day. And 27 months in, Joe Biden has not solved a significant problem in this country. Inflation's coming down a little. We'll get to that later on in the broadcast. But he really hasn't dealt with these serious situations. So you can talk a good game. He doesn't do that. But when it comes right down to it, he is not really a problem solver, in my opinion. Well, you know, in the in the presidency, the way I see it, too, um, even talking a good game is very important because everything a president says or doesn't say uh, can either calm the American public or it can uh, cause more worry in the American public. No, that's a good and, point. You know, you know, he's got a report in, uh, but he doesn't. Yes. I let the electronic media, television news in particular, um, really ascended in 1960 with the Nixon-Kennedy debate. That was the line of demarcation. Before that, Eisenhower and FDR and Truman, they didn't have to deal with TV so much. It was a new thing coming in, and it wasn't a, a major factor. But 1960 on. So let's run down some presidents. Kennedy, JFK, very good with the media. Would you agree? I would agree. He had he had the charisma, which is something that's, you know, built in your personality. Plus, you know, that was a, a, a new time where he was really the first president to utilize TV. Uh, and he, you know, he was protected by the press and, and by others for, for various reasons. Yes. Uh, he didn't have any worries on that front that somebody would come after him. Lyndon Johnson, the exact opposite with the Vietnam War. And I didn't think Johnson handled uh, the television media very well. He wasn't very glib and he came across as stodgy. What did you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, in fairness to LBJ there, too, he he's, was walking in, in Kennedy's shadow and being a completely different person. I think it. I think in the very first part of his presidency, he had, you know, of course, he had the honeymoon phase that a lot of them have, and he had even more of that because of the, the tragic assassination of Kennedy. But uh, And he, he, he took on the persona of being in charge and carrying on Kennedy's uh, policies. But as things went on and things worsened with the Vietnam War, uh, it got more of a problem with the press for him. And as you mentioned, him not being very good in front of the press, uh, you know, picking up his beagles by the ears uh, wasn't really a good thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, but it, but it was it a got speaking worse. style. He was halting Martello yeah. America. It wasn't like a natural. Then we go into Nixon, who had his troubles with the press because he was paranoid, primarily uh, thought they were out to get him. And he was right. Many yeah. of them were. Um, but he was never comfortable on television and uh, came across that way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the one thing that I 
want to add to that is that a lot of people will compare President Trump's style with the press uh, with Nixon. And I, I totally disagree with that. With Nixon, it was more of a revenge type uh, type thing. As you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, he was very suspicious and paranoid about the, the press. Uh, with Where with President Trump, it's uh, unprecedented, like most things Trump are, where he's right out there with it. Uh, and he uses it as a strategy, his contempt uh, for the for the press, so yeah, I think it's very a, different between Trump him is and a Richard performer. Nixon. Also, he's performed yeah. on television and right. now Jimmy Carter yeah. uh, locally was good with the television media as governor of Georgia, but when he got into the White House, I never saw him as very comfortable there. Um, obviously, his administration didn't go fairly well. You know Carter; he worked with uh, the Carter Foundation, I believe, in Plains. Uh, how do you yeah. assess him? Well, I, I think that's a fair assessment of what you what you said. I think in the beginning, uh, he's you know he was a Washington outsider. Uh, I think in the beginning, uh, the press didn't really uh, really know how to how to handle him. He was different than what they were they were used to. Uh, uh, he did use the press effectively to uh, convey truth, honesty uh, to the American people, and uh, to set an example you know, for the American people, like wearing a sweater and, and bringing back the fireside chats. So I think he he utilized the press effectively, at, at least in the first two years of his presidency. OK, and then we went to Ronald Reagan, a trained actor, somebody who knew how to use the media. But yeah. um, if you read my book, Killing Reagan, Reagan's staff was not comfortable letting the media at him. I mean, it all had to be controlled. And he was very rehearsed, Ronald Reagan. Delivered it great, um, but he, he wasn't, like, spontaneous. Yeah, you know, um, I agree with that to a point. I mean, I think he was a great communicator. He did use his acting skills. Uh, and he was – the one thing that he had was some of that charisma we were talking about before and his ability to, uh, you know, to make light of something or to, to – come back with a with a witty comment was was I think really a strong point for Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it was. And it was, they were genuine. He was a genuine Irish wit. And then we have Bush the Elder who was never comfortable on television um, and that hurt him a lot when he ran against Bill Clinton. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I think during his presidency, the way I see it is that uh, uh, Bush the Elder had a, a comfortable or I shouldn't say comfortable, but a respectful uh, relationship with the press. I think he had got respect from the press, and I think he gave them respect. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't contentious till the end uh, when the, most of the press wanted Clinton to win, and Clinton was very good and glib with the media, I thought. Yeah, he, he was. And again, you know, in the first part of his presidency, it was better. Uh, the second term, with the scandals coming up, uh, it got a little more... Uh, contentious, I think, on both on both sides with all the scandals being involved. And that's the way it is, I think, with a lot of the presidencies, uh, that it, it may be a little better in the in the beginning than it is uh, later yeah, on. Yeah, it is a brief honeymoon. Event. Not anymore, but yeah. it used to be. Now, Bush yeah, the Younger right. was never, uh, never comfortable with the media. I interviewed him a number of times. He was good with me, um, and but he, he wasn't relaxed, I can tell you that. Clinton was much more relaxed. Trump much more relaxed, Obama much more relaxed, with me. And, and I, I'm a pretty tough guy when I go in there to, for these interviews. 
Um, but uh, Bush the Younger, it was never re- relaxed. He wasn't dishonest. Uh, he did dodge a few times, particularly when I asked him about the media attacking him. Um, but he, I didn't get the feeling that he embraced the television media. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that assessment there. Uh, you know, a little bit like Reagan, he had the ability to to kind of, uh, you know, laugh at himself if he made a, a little gaffe or uh, giving people nicknames, that type of thing, uh, made it a little, you know, a little more personal. He came in at a time, too, when I think there was really a ramp up of, uh, of a left media bias yes. coming along. I think that that's when we first started really seeing that. 9-11 shattered everything. And then he got, yes. he got a, a honeymoon period after 9-11. But then when the Iraq war went south, he, he really took it. Um, and then Obama was very, very good with the media. I thought he was, uh, you know, I interviewed him three times and I covered him in New Hampshire in a primary and I watched him. And um, he was, I'm gonna say he's the best of all the presidents that I've covered with the media. He was very glib, but he didn't like to do it. Well, I, you know, I agree. I think he's up there as one of the best. Uh, He seemed comfortable. Uh, he, again, I keep bringing up the, the personality, uh, the charisma thing. Uh, but if you have it, it certainly, it certainly helps you out a lot. And like JFK, uh, like Clinton, uh, Obama has the charisma. He, he can get up there and, and you like listening to him. Yeah. And then we have Trump, of course, who, as you rightly pointed out, used the media still does to his benefit. And then Biden, who just is can't handle it at all. We appreciate it, Larry. Thank you very much for helping us out today. I'm going to tell a quick story about Barack Obama now. When I first um, met up with him, it was in uh, 2008. He was in New Hampshire for the first primary. And I was standing there and he knew uh, him and his staff uh, that I was waiting for him to get down the receiving line. And he had a a body man, a big guy, about six foot five. Um, And he's coming down the line and I wanted to get a couple of questions with him. So the guy stands in front of my camera, the Fox News camera up in New Hampshire. And I said, excuse me, sir, you're blocking our shot. You need to move. And he wouldn't move. You know, effectively, we couldn't get a picture of candidate Obama. So I moved him physically moved him. Uh, you can Google it, uh, you know, whatever. But he went flying across the room. And uh, I didn't hit him. I just moved him. And Obama saw his body man and didn't miss a beat. And he came down. Now I got a clear shot at him. And I'm 6'4". He's about, you know, 5'11". And I go, uh, Senator, uh, I have a few questions. And he goes, he wheels around, he goes, Bill, it's so good to see you, <laughs> which of course, and, and I'm looking at him and he goes, and he goes, look, I gotta, I gotta do this other thing. I said, you have to answer some of my questions. I mean, and he goes, I'll give you a full interview. I promise. This is all on camera after his body man is over there on the stage. And then I said, okay, Senator, what else was I going to say? All right. And he walks off the stage. He did fulfill that promise, by the way. But he did it right in the middle of the Republican convention or in Minneapolis where I was covering that. And then I had to fly to 
York, Pennsylvania, because he said, okay, I'm ready to do the interview now. He wanted me out of the uh, Republican convention. Uh, That is a classic O'Reilly story. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to uh, Ukraine where there are American troops now there. Don't panic. Uh, This is not unusual, but this came out on the leak, the U.S. intel leak on the Internet. So as far as we can tell, there are 14 special forces helping the Marines at the American embassy in Kiev. So the Marines guard all the embassies all around the world. In Ukraine, we have 14 special forces complementing the Marines. All right, the U.K. has more. They have 50, and I'm sure they're SAS guys, um, Strategic Air Services, which is their special force, um, and they're there, and a number of others have fewer. I am not worried about this. All right, they are defending our property pretty much, Um, but I, I had to report exactly what we know. Let's go back to the United States. Walmart closing four Chicago stores. Very unusual. Walmart is a discounter. You know that. All right. And most of its stores are fabulously profitable because folks go there and they it's like Costco and, and Sam's Club and you get better bargains. Well, they're closing four big stores in Chicago. They say it's because they can't make money, but they don't they're not telling the truth. They're closing these doors because of the shoplifting, which is massive in Chicago, okay? And because the Chicago, uh, the Cook County District Attorney won't prosecute. So the drug addicts go in, they steal whatever they want, they walk out, and the big trunk stores, um, they could hire security, and the security could hold them for the police, and the police could book them, but then they're right out. There's nothing going to happen to them. So that doesn't inhibit shoplifting. So in Chicago, I asked my staff to run down the last two years that we have full stats, 21-22. This is a city of 2.7 million, Chicago. 1,500 murders, 6,400 shooting incidents, 4,100 criminal sexual assaults, almost 17,000 robberies, 12,000-plus aggravated assaults. 14,000 burglaries, 33,000 theft, that's mugging. Motor vehicle theft, 32,000. This is an unbelievable crime plague in the Windy City. 
So what does the Democratic Party decide to do? Remember, Democrats control Chicago, top to bottom. Democrats are going to have their national convention there. <laughs> this is insane. Okay, but this is, they're so arrogant. The Democratic Party is so arrogant. They go, I don't, we don't care if violence is out of control. We're going to Chicago and we're going to tell everybody's great and we're doing a great job. That's what we're going to do. So um, the convention is August 19th to 22. Um, and it will be in uh, the nation's third largest city. And the Republicans are going to be in Milwaukee in August. Okay, there are conventions in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, it's coming up fast. Absolutely coming up fast. And now Fox has uh, announced it's going to hold the first primary debate. No date yet, but it's going to be in August. August is a busy political month. Okay. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that's going to be where the debate is because that is where the Republican convention is. All right. So there are four candidates on the GOP side now. You got Trump, you got Nikki Haley, you got Vivek Ranaswamy, and uh, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. So that is the campaign. It's amazing it is coming up so fast. All right, tomorrow starts the uh, media trial of the century in Delaware. So Fox News, as you know, is being sued by the Dominion Voting Systems Company for $1.6 billion with a B dollars because there were um, reports on Fox News Channel that said Dominion uh, cooked the election for Biden. That's primarily it. And, of course, that turned out not to be true. So Dominion is suing for defamation. They're also suing Newsmax and OAN, okay, two conservative networks, television networks. Now, insurance covers some of the costs of this. And I estimate just attorney fees alone and court fees are going to cost the Fox News Channel about $70 million dollars. That's, I mean, you get into civil litigation, it's crazy expensive. So insurance will cover some of that. But if they lose the judgment, if the jury says, yes, you defamed, okay, then not only will the 1.6, it could be awarded, but punitive damages on top of that. Now, this is a big, big deal. There will be no cameras in the courtroom, which is a break for Fox, because you put those primetime people up there and Rupert Murdoch and his son and his television, that's not good for them. But there's a downside because now all the reportage we get out of there, the Delaware courtroom, will be hate Fox reporting. The corporate media wants Fox to lose. And since there isn't any live cameras, someone's going to have to report. And all of them hate Fox. All of them, 100%. I'm not down there, so I can't report. I have to figure out. I have good, very good contact, so I will. And if you keep it here, I'll tell you what's going on. Now, the key to this is very, very simple. The First Amendment allows 
fallacious opinions. I mean, you can go on television, if you're a pundit or a regular civilian, give an opinion, and it could be wrong, and you cannot be punished for that under the First Amendment. All right? So what I always do, if I'm in a accusatory situation, if somebody's accusing, I always bring the other side in, which is why I wasn't sued in 20 years plus at the Fox News show. I always had this side, that side. The second thing is you, the American citizen, are entitled to whatever opinion you want. So if you want to think that the 2020 election was a fraud, was rigged, and Dominion participated in that fraud, you have a right to hold that opinion. The facts don't back it up, but you have a right to hold it. Here is the rub. And that's what Fox is going to argue. We have a right under the First Amendment to put forth opinions. But remember these words, and I'm going to write a column on this on Sunday. Reckless disregard for the truth. Five words. Reckless disregard for the truth. That's what Dominion is charging. That Fox News knew these attacks against Dominion were false, and they put them on anyway. And they didn't balance them out. A jury now, regular folks, not scholars, not First Amendment experts, they're going to hear that. And they're going to see it because there will be clips played. And then the people will have to testify. All the primetime hosts will be paraded in. You said this. You didn't balance it. You did this. You did that. Oof. So if the jury finds there was reckless disregard for the truth, that's defamation. Dominion wins. Now, we will cover this. I'm not covering it on a daily basis because I don't have access. And I'm not taking the Associated Press's word for it or the New York Times or CNN. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I will follow it. And I will use my sources to find out what the truth is, and I will report it to you. But I'm not going to, you know, every micro thing. But I'll report consistently on this. It says the trial is going to last five weeks. It won't. Okay, maybe, maybe three weeks. It's a long time. Uh, so that starts today. All right, so jury section uh, selection starts today. Testimony starts on Monday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum signs a law saying that trans men, men wanting to be women, and are transitioning to that, cannot compete against women, gender-based women, in high school or college sports. That is a law now in North Dakota. There hasn't been any cases, but North Dakota's conservative state got out in front of it. Now, we gave, yesterday we told you about Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch. Um, they have a trans spokesperson now, okay? And there are a lot of people who don't like that. And some are boycotting um, Anheuser-Busch. Now, uh, Wayne Allen Root, a conservative commentator, has written a book called The Great Patriot Bycott Book. The Great Conservative Companies to Buy From and Invest In. All right, that's Wayne Allen Root. He has one of the great conservative companies in the book, Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> well... Now, so I called him because I know uh, Wayne and he, you know, he's a good guy. I said, hey, Wayne, you know, what's this? Here's a statement. Budweiser, the formerly conservative company who sells beer mostly conservative macho men, chose a transgender person as a spokesman. Budweiser has lost their mind. They offended their core base of customers, a silent majority, to post a woke mob, to please a woke mob that makes up a tiny percentage of their customers on so sometimes you get caught up in company was one way at this juncture in history and now it's another way. But, you know, there's a lot of articles about how Anheuser-Busch is suffering. I'm not sure it's true. We'll see the stock price and the, when they report the next sales, then I'll know. 58% of Americans, according to CNBC, which is a pretty straight financial network, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. This is based on a study of 4,336 adults. Here are the findings. 70% of us stress about personal finance. 58% consider themselves living paycheck to paycheck. 36% say $100,000 would not, would make them, would yes, would make them financially comfortable. 53% do not have any emergency funds at all. 44% have credit card debt. So if you are living paycheck to paycheck, that is a very precarious place to be. Obviously, you know that. And this has risen uh, in the 27 months that Joe Biden has been president. The number that came out yesterday is the average American home has lost $3,700, $3,700. They're poorer now than they were under Trump. Inflation is cooling a little bit. This is good. Eggs are down. Price of eggs are down. And that's because people stop buying them. You don't buy them, then the price comes down. Um, but inflation in March uh, rose on an annual basis of 5%. Okay, let's hope that continues. Again, I want the economy to be strong. I don't factor in how it affects Biden or Trump or any of that politics because I want you to have some relief. Um, 22,000, sorry, 2.5 million people, a lot of stats today, 
have fled America's big cities from 2020 to 22. Uh, this is a record. People fleeing the big cities um, because of the taxes and the crime primarily. And now they can re- work remote so they don't have to go there. So they're going, hey, 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 goodbye. This old steam song, 2.5 million out of the urban areas. Smart Life, Kelly Blue Book, KBB.com. All right, you want to buy a car? Any car, used, new, whatever, this is the place to go. KB as in boy, B as in boy.com. It's free to look up the value of your car if you want to sell it. Free to search for used cars for sale. Okay. Free to check your car for recalls. And uh, you get a free limited vehicle history. So, If you want to buy or sell a car, this is a good website. We checked it out. Again, Kelly Blue Book, KBB.com. This day in history, April 12, 1945, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president of the United States for four terms, dies. Warm Springs, Georgia. He had a house down there. He's with his mistress. All right, he collapsed with a massive cerebral hemorrhage, 63 years old. If you want to know everything that happened, read my book, Killing the Rising Sun. And it was in there because FDR obviously was commander in chief when we fought Japan. And then Harry Truman took over at the end of that war. Now, Roosevelt uh, was not faithful to his wife. And this was a tremendous embarrassment that he would die as his mistress. And as we chronicle in Killing the Rising Sun, press covered it up, didn't mention it. Never got out. Um, Roosevelt was a great president, despite his, you know, I, I don't think I would have liked to hang around with FDR. Teddy, all day long. Not FDR. Snobby, elitist, you know, thought he could do whatever he wanted to do with no consequences. But Depression, World War II, he performed. He did perform. So his death was 78 years ago today. Got a good mail segment and a final thought about uh, what you should do when people are disrespectful to you. Right back. Let's go to the mail. Brian, I do believe that President Biden will be the Democratic nominee. So far, he's been perfect for the far left. They're in control of the White House. He does what they tell him to do and never apologizes. It's true. The far left doesn't care if he's diminished or not because he is he is in their pocket. No doubt about it. Georgia Luna, Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. I totally disagree with you, Bill, saying the expulsion in Tennessee was an overreaction. The reason we have nonstop attacks on our institutions, lack of consequences. All right. I respect your disagreement. But as I said yesterday, you get the same bang for the buck if you censure the three people who disrupted the Tennessee legislature rather than throwing them out. If you throw them out, it gives the other side, the radical left, a cannon to come back and shoot you. If you censure and say you do it again, then you're out. You hold the high moral ground. So that was my assessment. Um, Joyce, I thought the um, Saturday Night Live Trump impersonation was spot on. They weren't trying to disrespect. They were trying to be funny. Um, Some people objected to Jesus and Trump being mocked. You know, those people are always going to object. It was tremendous satire. 
Kathleen, concierge member, she gets direct access to me. Can someone please explain what the Tennessee legislatures did? Yes, Kathleen. They went onto the floor with bullhorns and disrupted all of the proceedings, and that is against the rules of the Tennessee legislature. Melissa P., Wichita Falls, Texas. I see Trump poll numbers all over the place. You featured some of them, Bill. Can you give me your opinion on polling at this time? doesn't mean anything. I only use it to put stuff in context. It's important that Trump is pulled ahead of DeSantis because that, you know, that's an interesting thing. But right now, polling numbers, June, they'll start to matter. Sharon Goodberry, uh, Palos Verdes, California. Contrary to what your guest says about boycotts being short-lived, I still don't shop at Nordstrom because of their pulling Ivanka Trump's merchandise. You know, look, that's what I'm trying to get. You, the American consumer, make your decision. I, there are things I won't do, and for a long time. You're absolutely right. Uh, Janet uh, Scaturo, uh, where is, I know Na- Janet, name in town. you got to put your town. I'll give it, I'm going to pass because you say nice things about, I'm 82 years old, a Catholic from Levittown, Holy Family Parish. There you go, my hometown. My husband and I watched Killing Jesus, the movie, Friday evening, and I wanted to watch it again on Saturday it was so realistic. Yes, it was. Okay, so you're interested in Jesus, that's the one uh, to do. Richard Grifford, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill, about some team normal pet wear. I'm sure Holly is feeling left out. Holly is the team normal mascot. Not left out, but I'm not going to do pet wear. I got great shirts, I got hats, I got mugs, Team Normal, sweeping the country. You want to get this stuff. It will entertain anyone you meet. It's not political. Team Normal people just admire their country and think it's noble. Yes, we're on a downside, but we'll come back up. All right, word of the day, do not be feckless. F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So I I gave a commentary the other day um, which said that if you are disparaged on purpose, you don't forget it. But I didn't say how to deal with it. So if someone's disrespectful to you, what do you do? You punch them and wind up in court hurting yourself? Do you scream obscenities at them, as so many people do? No. First of all, if somebody is disrespecting you, and it doesn't matter who they are or where they are, you tell them that. You say, that's pretty disrespectful to me. You're disparaging me, and I don't, I don't like it. Then you step back. No matter what, how they react, some of them might say they're sorry. Few. But you don't say anything more. But you go back and you think about it. But you don't let it go. It's not revenge you're looking for. It's retribution. So if somebody is going to disrespect you, well, you know, you don't have to take that. But you have to do it in a very methodical, well-thought-out way. Because if you react in the moment with emotion, then you're going to get hurt. A hundred percent, you're going to get hurt. State your case, okay? 
And if it's ridicule, if they're ridiculing you, then you leave. Then you think about it. There are always ways to right that wrong. But you've got to think about it and ask some people that you respect. Final thought. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.